0: We, we, had, had,
1: we did have screwed up.
0: We had a lot of screw ups. Like afterwards, we would play with a couple and then we, afterwards, we're headed home. We're like, why did we do that? Well, you didn't say no. Well, you didn't say no.
2: Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own.
3: Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy.
2: Welcome to episode 67, everyone. We're Finn and Emma.
3: Fresh back from Atlanta Poly Weekend. Still in Atlanta. I was like, yes, we're still in Atlanta. We're Holy back. shit, there's a panda bear head. <laughs> you never saw those? All right, we're going to have to send out a picture of these panda bear heads. We're in this closet. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Yes, we are currently standing in a closet. Some listeners that are from Atlanta are incredible people and reached out to us before we came here. They heard we were coming to Atlanta for the conference, and they invited us to stay and get to know them, and get to. they showed us some of Atlanta. So that was amazing, and we had a wonderful time. But we're currently in their closet so that we can get a little better sound quality.
3: Yeah, they are... Some of the coolest people on the planet. So, thank you to them for everything and for reaching out. And we really had a wonderful time. We did. And, and we had an awesome time meeting tons of people at Atlanta Poly Weekend. Yes. Some of our previous guests were there. Some tons of new, fresh faces were there. Lots of awesome people who were excited to hear about the show were there. So, it was all around a great weekend. It was and- really
2: fun putting faces to names of previous previous guests that we've had, even though we met them over Skype, it's not the same as in person. So
3: And speaking of faces, these fucking panda bear faces. I can't
2: believe you just noticed. I don't
3: know well, I I just thought they were a pile of towels. (laughs) They're literally panda bear heads. (laughs) We will get permission to post a picture of these panda heads. (laughs) I'm gonna wear it. I know you are. Okay. So (laughs) that's fun.
2: So look in the show notes guys this will be funny.
3: <laughs> and so other quick travel we're doing uh World Domination Summit will be in Portland June 24th to July 1st. This is not a com um not a conference for Nominaki. the lifestyle or BDSM, which some people thought because it had domination in the name. Yeah, it's
2: not related to non-monogamy. However, it's going to be an awesome conference, and if you're interested at all, uh, go check out the link in our show notes and read about it, because we will be there for that week, uh, and we would love to meet people that are out there.
3: Yeah, we're, we're not sponsors or anything for them. We just, we, we're going to be there attending all the different workshops with everybody else. So if you're going to be there, look for us. If you're going to be in the area, give us a shout-out.
2: yeah. Uh, you might have noticed at the beginning of this episode there was a little bit of new music.
3: Thank you to Siggy. Yes. This is the second time we had to record this because my wife messed it up and called him Ziggy.
2: I No, I didn't.
3: You I didn't. said Ziggy. I, no, I didn't. A little bit of Ziggy. Uh,
2: anyway, that wasn't the reason we were
3: re-recording. It's part of it. <laughs> no, it's not. So thank you to I'm Siggy sorry, for the music. i And thank you to anybody in the future who sends us music. We will try to work it in as we can,
2: yeah, we, also, uh, we are trying to get new music here and there, so we're just trying to see what fits, so send it to us
3: the other thing we forgot to mention, who the hell we're talking to this week
2: <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten there yet.
3: Donna and Alex <laughs> we, they, were,
2: we were too excited about standing in the closet
3: and no, it was the panda heads <laughs> that, okay,
2: Donna and Alex, this week's interview is amazing.
3: yeah, they are a couple who is sixty years old they've been married for 20 Thirty-two. Now, 32 years, and they've been in doing the non-monogamy for 22 of those 30 years. No. 20-ish. Damn it. 20 years out of the 32. It's <laughs> been a say, long just time. Say, just say ish,
2: and you're ish. good.
3: It's fine. They're great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a really cool conversation because we've had a lot of people reaching out to us saying how... They think they can't get into swinging or non-monogamy because they're too old. And those people are usually like 50, and these people are 60. And then they also talk about people that they know who are way older than they are. So it's an awesome interview. It's really cool hearing about just the outlook on life as we get older is not uh, just everything dries up. Right. So thank you to them for sharing that, and we look forward they have a wonderful attitude and story,
2: so enjoy this week's interview. Real quick, though, two announcements. If you haven't heard of FreeSTDCheck.org, please go check it out. It's a relatively new resource to us, but there are a bunch of um, places in the U.S. in certain cities where you can get free STD check or testing.
3: So, not a paid sponsor, obviously. They they do it for free. We're just, we found this a couple weeks ago, and we, we really like to promote the STI testing. And if there's a free resource, that's what we would love you to do if that's what it takes. So please do that. If you can't get to one of those because there's not one close... Go to freeSEcheck.org nope not free. you, you are already there we just determined <laughs> That's not what I just did we just determined they can't go there so you could try STdcheck.com yes
2: that one fits right on there
3: <laughs> and while you're there you can save ten dollars and you can get STI STI testing done it's super easy and convenient you don't have to make appointments um, and you can get your results in as little as one day if you paid for their expediting service so it's super awesome. Check it out, save 10 bucks, and it helps support the show and support us.
2: Yes, go to normalizingnonmonogamy.com slash resources to see all of those links.
3: I think that's everything. We should be able to go and hear what Donna and Alex have to say. Let's go. Long time coming but Alex and Donna, thank you for coming on the show. We've been trying to get in touch for a while but well, our, no our, we've
2: been in touch we've well, just been trying to schedule this interview for a because few of
3: our travel and yeah. blah 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 so anyway thank you for finally making it happen and yeah we're excited to talk so wait yeah awesome.
2: so i guess for we don't know you that well and the listeners of course don't know you so can you give us a little bit about your background you know what you're comfortable sharing
1: let's see we're 60 years old um we are uh, married, going on 32 years. 32 years. Um, we have two kids, who are a boy and a girl, in their twenties, who so we're empty nesters. Uh, they're off,
0: and they course. don't live near us, so we don't have to worry about them
1: uh, showing up
0: time, right? Shown,
1: showing yeah. up at the same club, right? Uh, right. right.
2: right.
1: That, that, there's a story to that too. But anyway, <laughs> uh,
2: we'll we'll circle back.
1: Right. Um... We're both uh, we're both professionals. We both uh, work crazy hours, and um, I guess we work hard and and I'm play sure. hard. Right. So right. and uh, and we moved down to South Florida just three years ago. Okay. Uh, from the Northeast, so right. um, we're still getting used to it. Right. Permanent snowbirds. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we, we moved down actually for work. So okay. uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. One well, of those freak ones, you know, a lot a lot of people are meeting don't you're know, already retired I'm like no we're still working and we'll be working for a while you know
3: right right hey that's all right at least it's warm there yeah yeah yeah, I don't, yeah have, I... I don't
0: have to deal with the snow and the long
3: commute perfect well I guess in in terms of the non-monogamy thing what is your I guess what does it look like for you two in a I guess in a short brief summary and then we can peel it apart like an onion what <laughs> I won't say that again I'm
0: We've technically been in the lifestyle a non-monogamous for probably like 20 years. Um, but for, I'd say about 10, 15 of those years, we were with one couple. Okay. okay. And, we, and, and I don't know about Alex here, but for me, I didn't even know that the lifestyle existed. We were just, you know, with this one couple, it was just friends that became friends with benefits. And so when that sort of, fizzled out only because of life getting in the way of, of different things, we found out about the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and um, we've been since, I guess, since our first trip to Desire is when we found out about all the lifestyle sites and so, meeting people, and, and we've just been
4: exploring it.
0: Right. Yeah, so you,
3: you kind of stumbled into it, but you didn't know what it was until... And, right. Until like that couple kind of so. fizzled
4: out
1: okay yeah. yeah yeah so the couple who got us into it um, were actually friends of Donna's from before I entered the picture and then uh, kind of once we we were dating for a bunch of years and we were friends with benefits before I'd like to say the friendship got out of hand <laughs> um, So I met them somewhere along the way so probably somewhere in the year before we got married. And they were always, um, the husband was always joking about, after we got married, we would get together with them for dinner, go to the movies, go to a show. And he was always joking, hey, why don't we, you know, swap and, you know, stuff like that. We're like, no, 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 no. And um,
0: and somehow, we'd watch like really bad porn. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, really bad porn days. And we'd watch that. Then I think they had a waterbed. So they said, why don't you try the waterbed? And then the wife had some um, vibrators, like, way before the magic wand, good ones. was like these. You'd buy the back massages that you would use as uh-huh. Yeah. And she'd say, I want to try this. We got this. So they were slowly introducing us into this. And, right. then, and then somehow along the way, we are trying to remember it all. Um, we just like, we swapped and we've only, we were only soft swapped them
1: mm-hmm. for the, for the years we were with them. But it turned um, out that, uh, the wife wanted was, me really was behind <laughs> it because she really wanted Donna. Right. So, um, <laughs> like, you know, it was like, uh, play with Alex to get Donna, right. you know, kind of Ah, okay. Uh, and she yeah. and I played a lot too. Right. So, yeah. um, and we spent a lot of time with them. We would, you know, get together. We would. We went away for weekends with them. You know, we just did a lot of stuff together. And it was just kind of like the sex part of it was friends just, a, yeah, it was just Friends of Benefits. Okay. And, you know, we didn't know soft spot, full spot. You know, it just was not part of our lesson our we plan. Right, right. You know,
0: and like I said, we didn't know that, I didn't know, maybe you know, but I didn't know that other people will
1: really do this. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah. So how many people do this
3: yeah 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 so so early on when so the for for that entire duration though it was just what what you would call now soft swap right there was never a a full swap okay
2: and donna did you experiment with the other woman then did you i guess how
0: how do you identify do you identify as bisexual um it's funny we always argue about that i guess so because i'm not I don't go out. I say I'm not because I don't walk around looking at women going, oh, I really like to do her. She's Mm -hmm. really pretty, whatever. But I really enjoy being with a woman. And so, yeah, with her, we played just the two women. And there were times when the two of us would just get together without the guys. Uh And we would have an afternoon together at my house or her house. So, yeah, so it was something that I think I always thought about. Like, if you want to talk about fantasies or whatever, I always thought about it. And, um, yeah, I guess I'm, so I guess I can say I'm bisexual. But like I said, you walk around looking at women going, oh, yeah, I want to be. with them.
3: Yeah. You pretend not to do that for guys. But
0: yeah, <laughs> no, it's guys I look at more, yeah.
3: So even after it Fizzled Out, have you remained friends? Or was sort of the end of that, the end of the, the friendship as well? That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a sore
0: point. What happened was, I think, we're not exactly sure, their kids were older because they got married a lot before us. Their parents were aging. They had some health issues. So, and I don't think they knew how to end, whether they potentially wanted to end it or not, but it slowly petered out. We're still in touch with them.
4: Okay.
3: But we, haven't, we haven't seen them in a while. We haven't seen
0: them in a while. So we, now we just like yeah. Facebook and email on occasion.
3: So I have a, I have a question going way back. I know this one is going to be maybe tough to answer, but but you you kind of resisted the the swapping and the sexual approaches from them for quite a while. Mm-hmm. After you finally gave in and, and tried it, I guess can you take us back to like after that happened, like what what happened between the two of you, like where you like? I, I could see that being a little destabilizing. I don't know what it. Uh, It wasn't, it wasn't at all. It was, um, I mean, we were totally
1: comfortable with them because they were really good friends. Mm
4: -hmm. And
1: um, uh, it was, it was really hot. I I think it just, I mean, it
0: just built on our relationship.
1: It just built on our relationship. And we were pretty tight at the time. And this wasn't destabilizing or unnerving at the time. I mean, you know, it's funny because, you know, now, now I guess you could say we're experienced. Um, And, you know, we've listened to lots of podcasts and in addition to yours. Sorry about that. And, you know, a lot of the things people say about communications and, and building or reinforcing their relationship, we always had a great relationship. And we realize now that we were constantly communicating about this and constantly checking in. And we found it hot to see each other with other couples and getting pleasure from it. Right. So... It, we never—I don't think we ever had jealousy, no. um, and it—it no. it just it was just good, and it just felt natural. Right. So, right. And, and it,
0: even and from them, and then from going on in the years with other people we've met, what we what we've learned is we we were always good together mm-hmm. from, from day one when we were together. But you learn techniques from other people, so you sort of throw mm-hmm. those in, and all of a sudden, oh. You know, and, and, you, and
4: so our relationship sexually
2: has gotten better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it adds to it that your relationship with other people adds a lot to your relationship. It definitely,
1: it definitely does. does. And, and Donna always used to say, you know, especially once we started playing with them, that you know, it, it's not meant to be monogamous. You know, humans are not meant to be monogamous. Right. Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. I used to say that. The only animals that are monogamous are humans. I mean, there are a few, okay, few, <laughs> few that mate for life, but pretty much it's just not natural to just be with only one partner. But we always joked, But like years ago, we always joked, I, n- I would never have an affair without you there.
4: Fair like enough.
0: if I was with somebody, you're going to be there. Right. And That's always been our thing, and we still we always. Um, I'll sometimes just play with women without him, but
1: I never play without he never, her. He never plays without and,
0: and usually when we play, we nine times out of ten we play in the same room. We play together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So anyway, to fast forward a bunch of years, so we were slowly starting to see them less, and also during that time, Donna has a problem <laughs> in wearing bathing suits. So we sought out and found in New Jersey a um, clothing optional beach, which right. we started going to. It's a fairly famous large beach uh, at the very northern end of the Jersey Shore. And um, we would go there all the time. And it's, you know, though there's some fooling around on the beach, it's a federal beach. So if they catch you, you could be in big trouble. Right. So, yeah, you know, Tell what the,
0: the story
1: about the first time we went. Yeah, so the first time we went,
0: the first time we went, He's, I said to him, you know, it's clothing optional. I, I'll probably take off my top, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna, you know, take off my bathing suit bottom. And we didn't, we hadn't been to the beach in years. We're chugging with a, with an, a uh, big ice chest with food and chairs on our backs and a towel, a blanket. And he goes to put out the blanket and put down the chairs. And by the time he turns around, I'm totally naked. <laughs> What happened? And I said, Well, I'm looking at all the people on the beach. Nobody's wearing a bathing suit. I would feel out of place if I was the one wearing the bathing suit. And that was the end of it, you know. And I feel much better when I'm not in a bathing suit than when I am. So that was the start.
1: <laughs> and so it was by going to that beach, and we would go whenever we can, and whenever we were able to. Uh, Donna had said, Hey, wouldn't it be great if we could find a place like this to go on vacation where it would be clothing optional? Thanks to the internet, started doing some research and came across a bunch of places. Desire, Hedo, I think it's called Temptations, Hidden Beach. And we just kind of fell into one travel agency who specializes in one of the main travel agencies that specialize in this. And they spent a lot of time explaining to us the differences between the different resorts. And in listening to us, they said Desire is probably where you fit. Mm-hmm. Which travel agency was it? Um, it was Castaways.
4: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: In uh, in the woodlands, in near Houston. Okay. Uh, and w- and we've stuck with them ever since. We kind of, you know, you kind of become a creature of habit, right? And uh, and they've been good to us, and we have our account there, and they kind of know us by now. And uh, so we went to Desire, and we went to Pearl, and which uh, had just opened, which had just opened like two months. before. And so we went there and it was probably only half occupied, which was great for us for the first time. We didn't go. We knew that it's an area where you can, you know, meet other couples to play. In addition, they told us there are couples who come just for the clothing optional and kind of the sexy environment. And so we went with the idea of we're not going to play with anyone. We're just going to have a good time and be in a sexy environment and be able to run around naked.
4: Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what we
1: did. And that's basically what we did. But while we were there, we met one couple from Texas who we hung out with a lot, and it was just really friendly, and they weren't hitting on us, even though they played. And they taught us about the websites. Ah, okay. Of course, also, at night, the hot you are learning. So we didn't know about the dating sites for the lifestyle. So Roger gave us some great advice as to how to set up a profile. And uh, we went home and registered for SDC. He had recommended that we pay at least for the beginning membership. He said, so, you know, otherwise people don't take you seriously as a a free member. And we block free members from seeing our profiles. Mm -hmm. We set it up and then he validated us. And so we, you know, suddenly became real, uploaded some pictures. We were kind of off the races from there. Yeah. And, and right. So we them.
0: met. We met a couple. C- couple contacted us
1: a few weeks, weeks later. Weeks
0: later, and Alex talked to them, and uh, he said, "Well, the wives have to talk." And We've learned this now that the wives have to talk because you want to make sure the wife is on the same page. Yeah. The husband's not just doing this without the wife. So. Right, and not so, trying to just convince her his wife. Right, and so I had. A, I was on the phone with her for. Quite a while, and I said, "Not a problem. Let's let's meet." And we, so
1: we met for dinner. We had we had we kind of met. They lived way. about a, they lived about a half hour north of us. We met midway at a restaurant that we knew. Right.
3: Um,
0: and we end we hit it off. We end up. They said, Do "You want to go back to their house?" And we're
4: like, "Okay." <laughs>
3: well, had you talked about it leading up to that? Like, if yeah. if yeah. things go well, we we're we're ready to take it beyond getting naked and just going to a clothing optional resort to, hey, we're ready to start playing with couples again? Yeah, yeah. so when they reached out to us, um, I showed Donna
1: the profile first, and I go, what do you think? And she said, oh, they look really nice. They're like around our age, and so maybe now at, they're a tad older. And uh, an attractive couple, and it was a great profile. I like that good command of the English language. And, um, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> um, okay. And we just, when we met them to dinner, we just hit it off. But in anticipation of dinner, we we spoke. We talked about, well, if they invite us home, do you want to go? She goes, okay. We have to. We'll see if I like right, them. Right. And you know, and we also talked about our you know comfort and what level of play, you know, if it leads to that. And right. um, when and
0: like I still do it. I usually now when we meet couples, I'm always like, I'm going to be soft swap unless I feel really comfortable with the person, and then I'll go. And that's still my attitude.
3: But we went home with them, and it was a full swap. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how do you communicate that to each other in the moment? Because I think that maybe is something that, that people struggle with, not us personally. We've never struggled with that. Uh, never. <laughs> but but the, the like, hey, where are you at? Where am I at? And, and, and doing that on the fly. So at that
1: that time, and I, I remember the, dis- the dinner pretty distinctly, we just looked at each other and said, sure. Right. I think and we, we were
0: just ready to try it. We so. were ready to try it, <laughs> and we
1: were really comfortable with both of them. And, we, and they're very good friends of ours to this day. Um, we talk to them all the time, and whenever they pass through Florida or we're up north, we get together. Not always for play. I mean, we have vanilla dates with them also. They've become very close friends mm-hmm. on all levels. Right. But we have, over the years, figured out communication. So We 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 had, have we did have screwed up.
0: We had a lot of <laughs> screw-ups. Like, afterwards, we would play with a couple, and then we afterwards, we're headed home with, like, why did we do that? Well, well, you didn't say no. Well, you didn't say no. So now we're like, we you know we now we know the four people have to like each other. We have to communicate. It has to be a four-way discussion. And now we sort of, like, we'll sit next to each other, which that wasn't always the case. We used to sit across from each other. So now we sit next to each other so we can sort of nudge each other. And now we have, like, sort of a signal of if my hand goes on his knee, you know, I'm like, okay. If my hand goes on his knee and squeezes it, it's like, no way. <laughs> um,
1: and Now we have so a couple quite... of, like, safe words. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, but we've had
0: a few uh yeah, we, times we were
4: like
1: why did we do that yeah there yeah. it, it was once or twice um uh well once i invited a couple back and it was like afterwards i was wondering why i did that <laughs> <laughs> and there were other times uh that donna said sure we'll go back with you and i'm like we are <laughs> you know kind of right like why are we doing this right. and um but
0: i think that was couple more
1: we t- haven't done that in a, a few
0: years. Right. So we've gotten better at it. Right. And we do. We like. We don't take one for the team mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I
1: don't
0: think we really ever did. Well, there was like one couple that we met, and we played with. You know, they seemed okay. We played with them. The woman, he, I, um, Alex really liked the woman, but the husband, I couldn't stand. So I was like, that's it. You know, we tried. We played with them once, but they want to get together again. Yeah, no, you know, yeah. so, um, yeah, so you get sort of hit and miss sometimes.
3: So after that, after that first couple and the you did the full swap and you left and you was it like, yeah, this is for us. We're ready to just move forward. Or was there, I guess, how did it hesitation? Yeah. How has it progressed since then? I think we.
0: They told us to go
1: on SLS. Yeah, they had told us also, like, we were on SDC, and they said, you know, where we are up in the Northeast, SLS is more popular, and, you know, we understood that there's geographic differences, and uh, so we also signed up for SLS and cloned their profile and pictures, Right. and and we started meeting a lot of people. people, I
0: don't know, did people contact us, or did we contact people? Yeah, the whole Connecticut question. Right, and then a few. Like, right, in and then we. Re- right, so then people may have contacted us, or they're having a party. They invited
1: us to their parties. It was. Yeah. It, it was, We we saw it was for us, but our first few, the first few couples we met and we played with, like on first date, were amazing couples who we're still very good friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One couple we're meeting with a bunch of their friends who we know, uh, down at Desire over Halloween. Oh, cool. Yeah, I had met up with them just for lunch during um, on a business trip, and uh, they uh, said, hey, you know, they, they're going to Desire a couple weeks before we are in June, and it's like, oh, we should have coordinated this. And they said, but we're going back for Halloween, and then they told me who's going. And it's like I whip, I whip out my phone and start texting Donna like um, – they're going, they're going over Halloween, and guess who else is going with them? <laughs> can
0: we take? Can you take some more days off of work? Right? And Donna's
1: like, okay, I'm on it. You know? <laughs> I just quit my job. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we met some amazing people who became very close friends, and then we started meeting people that were not so great always. Yeah. Uh, then it well, became... there's
2: people you click with, and there's people you're not. That's just that's right. the way it
0: is. Right, right. exactly. And we're trying now... To be, I don't. Know, I don't want to use the word pickier, but choosier, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, said that we have to definitely connect with them because you want to connect with them inside the bedroom as outside the
4: bedroom. I want to yeah.
0: be. I want to play with people that I can be friends with.
4: You know, yeah.
0: like um, we mentioned, um, like trapeze. Or mm-hmm. I used to go to a club in, in Connecticut, and there it's there it's like anonymous sex. So you go to the club, you really don't know anybody, you're just playing and then there's other bodies and you can possibly play. So that's one aspect of it. but if you're gonna have somebody at your house or go to a party um, I prefer it that it's I have that other connection. you can actually have a conversation
4: that you like them yeah.
1: you know I guess I guess a term that I've been hearing kind of thrown around now is like sapiosexuals
4: mm-hmm.
1: Like you know the intellect is very important and um and and just also kind of like the friendship level yeah of, of getting of getting to know people though we right. do if we meet a couple and we go out we'll play on first date i mean right. we're empty nesters like we said so we could bring people back
0: right mm-hmm. uh, or and we've had the you know big meetings and then like um Alex was was texted who you want Twitter or something with somebody.
1: Oh, this yeah, this this, is a this, great story. this couple,
0: and then turned out they were going to be down in in Florida doing some diving, and we said okay. So when you're down here, connect with us. And we said yeah, they'll never connect with
1: us. And sure enough, about two weeks before they when they two weeks before they were coming down, all of a sudden I get a private message on Twitter, hey, so we got our plan set up. Can you meet us down in South Beach? We said sure, why not? And we. You we went to.
0: down with no expectations. We made dinner reservations. We figured if we didn't like them, we can always just go to dinner ourselves.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, we met them at their hotel. We went across the street to another hotel for drinks, and we just clicked. And they're probably well, like 20 years, 20 years younger than us.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, but we just clicked, and the conversation flowed. And then we went out to dinner. And then we're like, well, do you want to go back to hotel?" They asked, "Do you want to go back to a hotel room?" We said, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. And we had them. A- Fantastic time.
1: It was really hot. I mean, they—they hmm. they, they were great. And
0: but they live in Chicago, yeah. In, in Florida, but we happened to be in Chicago um, just a year ago. Just a year ago, Mother's Day, and we texted them and said, "Hey, we're going to be there. Are you available?" And they made time, and we got together, and it was—I mean, it was just as fantastic the second time. So,
3: yeah, that's awesome. I think it's—it's right? it's fun too to hear. You know, you—you you sometimes like we'll hear from people or you talk to people and they say, oh, well, there's nobody in my area and it's just not possible. But it's, we know we travel quite a bit to see other people. And it's not like you're necessarily making specific trips, but it's like, hey, I'm going to be in your area. Do you want to hang out? And I think just being able to be flexible enough to say, yeah, why not? Let's go see what happens. And worst case is we spend time together. And I think that's the attitude that that really needs to be adopted by a lot of people because they're just afraid to take the risk, but it's, it's, it's a pretty low risk.
2: Right. Well, and it's, I guess you have, you open up yourselves to so many more people, right. When you, when you're willing to travel a little bit. Right.
1: Right. Right. And when we travel, we try to, well, in Chicago, we haven't visited any clubs or anything. We just didn't have the time, but we'll, we'll go traveling to places and, We will ask friends about um, about clubs in the area if they've been to get recommendations, and we've had amazing times. Some of it.
0: Oh but, bad bad in that the clubs were bad. Yeah,
1: not, right. not bad because we had a bad experience. It right. was just that the club sucked. But right. yeah. um but we also went and went to some amazing clubs and some we just played by ourselves, which is for us still very hot to be in a playroom mm-hmm. with other people and just each other. And we still very much love to have sex with each other. So it's like, you know, right. so it's not an issue. Right. And um and then there are other times we've just met people at the club or met people at the playroom and have had an amazingly hot time and I can't tell you what their names were. Yeah. (laughs) We don't judge. Nope. No judgment. (laughs) Uh, Neither do we. (laughs) But also, we we go to Trap. We haven't gone in a few weeks, but we go a fair amount because it's pretty close and it's a really awesome club. Um, It's very big. I mean, you've, I guess, been there. We Um, we haven't. We actually haven't been there. But we will go someday. So, it's more fun when you go with friends, but we go and the playrooms get very crowded because it's a large club, but it's, it could be really hot. And we've we've met some really great people there. And other times we go and just have a great time by ourselves. The music's great. The dancing's great. And you can uh, watch. There's watch. <laughs> there's good food. Right. And there's like something for everyone. If, you know, if you're a voyeur, it's great. And if you're an exhibitionist, it's even better. And there's, you know, right. people of all ages and interests. It's, you know, you could meet a judge, or you could meet, you know, a policeman, <laughs> you know, or a college professor, or you know, or just, um, you know, we've met, you know, kind of awesome people who are blue collar. I mean, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter to us. It's the package. It's, the, it's the people. Yeah. 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 Right.
2: yeah, just normal people.
1: Yeah, that's right. the point.
0: Going some back to what you were saying about meeting people. When we moved down here, we really didn't know anybody. And we're like thinking, how are we going to meet people? Because when our kids were little, we moved to a new place, you met people through your kids, mm-hmm. you met people through school or activities. And our kids are grown. Um, and thankfully, they don't live here. Uh, they visit, that's enough. Um, <laughs> So, like, how are we going to meet people? We decided not to live like, one of those 55 and older communities where you would have clubs and do all the activities. And old people. And old people, right. Um, So it's been a little bit challenging to meet people. And most of the people that we have met have been with lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I mean, one one of the great, one of the fun stories, and it's a couple we've become good friends with, we knew from up north. And th- we met them through that first couple that connected with us through SDC, and we went to a whole bunch of house parties and some hotel parties, and they were there, a very attractive couple, and like around our age, and we just never played with them for whatever reason. We we talked to them, and and we were very friendly with them. We just never got to play with they then. Um,
0: There's now they're now nobody. Yeah, they're
1: now well they're. I gotta mean, be more than snowbirds. Right. Um, they bought an amazing apartment in Fort Lauderdale, but they were when they were at the beginning of the process of doing that. All of a sudden, I get a text and says, "Hey, we're coming down to Florida. You guys are around? Let's get together." And said, "Oh yeah, that's great." And um,
0: they're like, "How come we never
4: played?"
1: Yeah, they came over. We had them over for drinks, and uh, and they them. just came out and said, "How come we've never played?" <laughs> we said, "We were going to ask you that." <laughs> And they said, well, you're interested. And it's like, oh, and we have a clothing, we have a swimming pool that is very private. Um, Well,
0: I don't wear bathing suits, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) because I don't wear bathing suits. So part of the criteria of buying this house was that we would have a very private pool. So I said, hey, let's go for a swim. So, you know, a second later, everyone's naked in the pool. And, you know, and it progressed from there. So, Mm -hmm. And we see them now. Whenever well, they're whenever they're down here, down here and right. probably within six months, they're going to be living here full time yeah. and they just have become good friends. And but
0: again, it's basically through the lifestyle that we're making. new friends, Right. Yeah. But yeah. well, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But, um,
3: you know. No, yeah, we, we totally agree. And we've actually tried to do that multiple times ourselves. We've moved to new locations. And our first strategy was, well, let's, let's start with the lifestyle crowd. Cause See who we can meet. Those are the most fun people. So <laughs> but
2: <laughs> we've had a, uh, Different levels of success, I'd say.
3: Yeah, we're getting better at it, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, that part of that could be on us.
1: <laughs> well, one of the things is that we really suck at is closing the deal. Oh, um, yeah,
0: we do, too. <laughs> but it's but it's funny, because when we meet somebody... No, I can't say that. I was going to say, yeah. when we meet people here, it's a little bit easier. We, at desire, we always... We're terrible. You're flirting with people all day at the pool, and you say you want to go to dinner, and they're like, oh, no, we're... Meet them at the
1: hotel, you want to go back? No. So, well, also, sometimes we just, we're not great at asking. So, right. it's, um you yeah, know, yeah, it was funny because on um, Swinger Diaries uh, page, do you know them? Uh, you know, we know, you yeah, we them? know. Yeah,
2: yep. Swinger Diaries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they they joke about that all the time that they're like really bad at closing the deal. And we're right. going, wait a minute, that's us. Right. I, th-
3: I think that's a so, lot of us. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> Yeah. And even though we've been doing this for a while, we still sometimes find that challenging, but you know, but we've had,
3: though we've had some great successes. Yeah. So I I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. And it's, it's not right. We're not really conditioned to just be blunt and ask people like, Hey, do you want to go back to our room? And we all know what that means. And I think, or we, we have some idea that it's leading somewhere. So I think that's a, a tough thing to learn how to do and even when you think you know how to do it
2: well i think it comes out of at least for me like respect for the people you're like well i don't know i don't want to be asked them something that they're not comfortable with and of right. course like if they're not comfortable they'll just say no and it's okay
0: but right it's
2: hard
3: to it's ask. also a fear
0: of re- fear yeah. rejection also you yeah
3: know, so. absolutely i was curious about something you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago when you said you moved to, to Florida and your goal was to not move into like a, a 55 and up community and, and basically try to avoid that. Um, I guess, can you talk a little bit about navigating in the lifestyle as a couple who is older than, uh, I, I don't know that you're in the upper end or not, but I know there's a, been a lot of people that have actually messaged us and emailed Mm -hmm. us and said, well, you know, I've been hoping to get into this, but now I'm in my fifties. So I'll, you know, it's basically over for me. And it's, and they basically, it's like they turn 50 or they turn 55 and it's a, they're just like, well, sex is done. And I think we, we know that's not true, but I I guess, can you talk about it from experience?
0: Right. For us, most of the people we're meeting here are, um, I'd say in their fifties. Um, we just met a couple who don't play, but they
4: um, go to Desire. Or desire
0: and uh, we clicked with them, like, amazing. And they're 68. 68. Um, and a lot of a, a lot of the friends that we were friends with in New Jersey are retired. You know, they're all in their mid-60s. And everyone's still going strong. So I don't know. It is, to me, it's like, no, you know. <laughs> yeah, so with age... I, to go, you know, with somebody who's in their 20s or 30s would be too awkward. Um, Although as our kids get older, then we will be, I guess we have to keep moving up also. But we've been with some people in their 40s. I think it's more that you can have a conversation with them and you have more in common with them. But but also, I think it's kind of weird to be with someone my kids age.
1: But also, (laughs) I mean, but, you know, meeting couples, let's say, in their early to mid-30s, it's also a little um, getting together is tough because they have to worry about babysitters, right. you know, the advanced planning. I mean, we met one couple of club who we really like. We really hit it off with them. And they're really newbies. So, and they're young. Know, and they're young. And they have little kids. And they have,
4: little, little
1: and they have like, little kids. Mm-hmm. So it's we tried getting together with them a couple of times and no, no fault of theirs. They just, you know, they had babysitter problems and things like that, which we totally understand. And, you know, we've just not been able to connect. We're, when you, you know, dealing with couples who have, you know, teenagers or older kids, the kids are self sufficient at that point. So they don't have to worry about babysitters. There's other logistical issues you have to deal with. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a babysitter is not one of them. And also a curfew to get back, right? Because, you know, the sitter is 14 or 15, you need to get him or her home at a reasonable hour. You know, you can't do the thing like rolling in at 3 o'clock, hammered, and say, oh, okay, I guess I'll take you home now. I think
0: (laughs) our our whole, pretty much everyone we've played with, I would say, maybe there's a a handful, maybe on one hand, who have been a lot younger.
4: Uh
0: But I think most of the people that we have played with currently and in the past have been say 10 years younger to 10 years older than us mm-hmm. so yeah and i i would hope that sex doesn't end at 60 70 we we'll hope we keep going
3: <laughs> yeah and i think i think that was sort of what we were hoping to hear is like obviously it didn't it didn't it didn't end at 60 for you and if you're playing with couples in their late 60s and 70s it sounds like you've you've still got some some life left in you, right? And I think that's that's yeah. really exciting to hear is, and, and hopefully encouraging for people that are out there going, oh, well, I'm, I'm 50 or I'm 55 and we're basically done now. And it's like, well, I don't think you're done. Right.
1: Yeah. It's funny because some of the podcasts have had discussions about age and, you know, they say age is just a number. And
3: exactly. there is
1: truth to that. It's really the person. I mean, yeah. we have vanilla friends who are our age who probably haven't had sex in 10 years mm-hmm. and you know they're they're like old people when we see them. Right. it's like they're aging differently than we are right. maybe it's our genes maybe it's just the lifestyle maybe it's the amount of titos we consume <laughs> <laughs> you know i i don't know what it is but i think it's also mind over matter right mm-hmm. if you if you have an attitude i think and a thought that i'm gonna go out i'm gonna have a good time and you know maybe you'll put on club clothes that uh, are not always age appropriate, but are, you know, but are trapeze appropriate or desire appropriate. And we go out and have a great time and go and go dancing and, and drink and, and, and yeah. just play, whether by ourselves or with others, you know, it's a mindset. It's not, you right. can't, you can't say, Oh, I'm 55.
3: It's, it's over. because it's, right. cause it's yeah. really it's
1: not
0: right. As long yeah. as I still have my working knees,
4: you know?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think there's really something to that going out and, and living it up like you're 30 or 20 or 25, whatever. Because so slight divergence. There was a, a podcast I was listening to, a different not a lifestyle one, where they were talking about a study they did where they took all these people who were in their like 60s and 70s, and they basically put them in like a, a time capsule. So they they recreated like uh, a building and turned it was a house from like the 40s or 50s, and they put all these people in there and like they were there for a couple of days or whatever. And they, when they left, like people who went in using canes and walkers walked out like they were back, you know, 40, 50 years ago. And just, it's that sort of being in the environment and the, where, mindset. Yeah, the mindset of like, Hey, I'm, I'm younger again. And it, it keeps you younger. So I.
1: Right. Right. And it goes back to your point where you raised about that when we were looking for places to live and we weren't necessarily looking to live in a gated community. We happen to wind up in one, and it drives me, personally, it drives me crazy. Okay. It's, just, it's just not us. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. And But we we had told a realtor that we're not interested in anything that's 55 or older, because that's not, even though we're that age demographic. We want to be around little kids. We want to be around little kids. And we're actually in our development, and it's a very small subdivision. We're probably one of the older couples who have bought in the past few years. Because there are some people who are, you know, we bought our house from folks that are in their 80s and were going to independent living in Florida. But most of the people buying have young kids. And, you know, there's a school bus stop. And you see Mm -hmm. that when I leave to work in the morning, I see the kids waiting for the bus. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's great. And kids are bicycling and and rollerblading and, and And on scooters,
0: and I think it helps keep you young too. As opposed to my mom, who's lived in a 55 and older since they moved in, and she was 62, and now she's 90. And, you know, if, if I'll call her, she goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to this funeral, I'm going to that funeral. I'm like, yeah, because that's what happens when all your friends go get older, you know? Yeah. If you want to live in that kind of, to me, that's kind of a depressing place.
1: By the way, she's mm-hmm. turned over her friends. She, right. Her friends are all now, like 20 years younger right. than her. Yeah. <laughs> They're all in the lifestyle too, right? That she's... <laughs> Some of them we think yeah. might be. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're to have to go to her Her. Her house one time wearing our black rings and see who hits on right. us, you know. <laughs> but it's um, yeah. but you know, but it is definitely to age. We think a mindset. It's um, yeah, um, you know, we really do have a mix of friends in different ages, and it hasn't been an impediment. And right. I mean, we're not out seeking thirty-five-year-olds, right? Um, though some of them, you know, the couples are pretty hot, but yeah. we're not. You know, we we tend to look more for people our age plus or minus probably five years or ten years. Ten years. Right. You know, it's it's just been great. So if, if anyone who says that, you know, they can't see doing it in their fifties, send them our way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will. We,
3: we, you, you You're great with newbies. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think, you know, Emma hanging out with me, being the younger one, keeps her young as well. <laughs> really? So that's that's, that's, that's that,
2: where this is going.
3: That's where it went. I had to take it there real quick. <laughs>
2: 6 months is
3: Alex not is, that much different. Alex is
2: younger than me. Yeah. By 6 months. Hey, it's exactly the same.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think we have to now pry and you said there was a funny story about your kids and the lifestyle way back at the at the way beginning.
1: Yeah, so our daughter has been uh dating a guy for a bunch of years and they and they She's going
4: to be 25.
1: Okay. And, so uh, and they, they lived together, and um, which it was funny because they, they moved in together when they graduated college. They graduated college together. And they came to us, and she, she came to us and wanted to know how we'd feel if she moved in with her boyfriend, who we knew quite well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been around a lot. And, you know, who are we to say, no, you can't. I mean, because we could say you can't. She's going to do what she wants anyway. She's an adult. But also, you know, we're not suddenly going to be the morals police here, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, for their for her birthday last year, I think birthday for was- her for her birthday last year, um, and her boyfriend earns a good living. He's he's in a he's in a professional he's in a profession. He was going to surprise her with a trip. It turned out they were going to go to Mexico, Cancun. And they were going to go to Cancun. They wound up they were going to playa. It turned out, mm-hmm. and. She calls Donna, and she said, "Oh, we're going to Mexico. So, where is it that you go yeah. in Mexico?"
0: <laughs> and you're like, "Uh, uh you know, like I've um, always told me go to a small resort down in this little fishing village. I've never given them the name, but now you're trying to think find a, a resort to give her a name. And all <laughs> the resorts, that, you know, adults only resorts are all huge. Yeah. You know, yeah. self excelon to one of those places." So I didn't have to give her a name, but I said, How, "What you know?" Yeah, you
1: I, talked your way out of that. I talk,
0: somehow I talked my way out
1: of but it. But we asked, "Where are you going?" And she said, "Oh, he didn't tell me yet. It's a surprise." Was, and we're going like, "Uh oh," right. <laughs> <laughs> going, "Okay, we're not we're not going to be in Mexico then." It turned out they went to a, a, some, a regular some, a regular resort, yeah, some, yeah. but not. Well, not, that's
0: what they're telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, I know, but knowing our and daughter, she took I,
0: pictures and knowing our daughter.
1: Well, we took pictures too, but not at yeah, the resort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You always have to take a few pictures to prove you were in Mexico. And, yes. Uh, you know, we'll walk into town and take a picture at the, you know, the lighthouse or at, you know, the signs as Barato Morales to just show you were really there. Right. So. Yeah.
0: It's,
1: but, it, yeah. But it was it was very funny because right. we like suddenly well, like all of a
0: sudden was like uh oh what do you want. <laughs> Where we go, where we go,
1: you know? And we we've been I, we so think we
0: we've been a couple of times, and every time we would say we're going to Mexico. They go the second time, and the third time, like you're going there again. Now they don't even ask. You know? They just know <laughs> that you're. That's
2: where you like to go.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. And we um, but I think we've been pretty good at keeping our lifestyle life away from them. You know, you hear stories about people who inadvertently have been outed, uh, some with not such good, good effect on their lives. Um, or just the kids finding out. Or just for kids. Yeah, there was one couple we knew in the New York area where she loaned her daughter a jacket and they had one of their swinger cards. She had one of those swinger cards in the pocket, and the daughter puts her hand in the pocket and pulls it out and goes, hey, mom, what's this business card? <laughs> um, right. not good.
3: I'm I'm actually curious (laughs) on this topic because, right. So for some reason there's a stigma, you know, if, if your parents find out it's a bad thing, right. Because they're your parents and they, I don't know, parents are parents, right? right. So from, from people who are trying to hide it from their kids, now that your kids are old enough, I guess what would happen if they found out, would there be any real negative repercussions?
0: So I just think our daughter's very prudish.
3: <laughs> instead, <laughs> our, of, our son is not. Our
0: son is not, but our daughter is. So, I don't know how we grew, you know, she grew up that way. And and some
1: know, recessive genes yeah, came, something
0: out. came out. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that she would eventually would, you know go, ooh, and I don't know if she would judge us, but. It's totally
4: foreign
0: to her. I think sure. she'd find yeah.
1: it very strange. Yeah. Her son, on the other hand, I think would be, oh, you do that? Right. Really? People right. really do, do that? that? Yeah. You
4: do that? Yeah.
1: But it's yeah. like, because um, you know, you suddenly have to see your parents in a different context. Right. Right. Like you never right. think of your parents having sex. No. Right. 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 So right. you know, you know, all kids were born by immaculate conception. So, <laughs> uh, especially, especially me. <laughs> So you know, kids, you know, you never think of your parents that way. And no,
0: um, my parents did.
1: Yeah, well, your mother did. My everything. My mother tells
0: us she's did everything. <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, I've done everything." I'm like, Okay, except I like, know my my
4: father was, and I'm like, "No, I don't
1: think so." <laughs> but I think, I think everything's relative. I right. think her concept of everything and our concept right. of everything is, right. I think, a little different. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. So, um, but we've always been very open but age-appropriate with our kids about sex. So we... And nudity. Yeah, and nudity. But as they got a little bit older, we started wearing clothes in the house um, because they, they, uh, our son, I don't think was, by the time he was, like, six, was, like, really comfortable, mom running around topless and stuff like that. Um, you know, societal... Right. I know, mean, they'd
0: they the come knocking on the door, and I would just go, naked... And they, would, they wouldn't,
4: you know,
1: they wouldn't come in, you know. Yeah, you know, but it became, but it was also very open as, you know, as they grew up and having, uh, you know, discussions about sexuality or gender identity uh, or things like that, particularly like when they were in high school and they started becoming a lot more aware of, and having gay friends and things like that. It was, you know, kind of dinner table conversation. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't discussed in whispers, you know. Right. right. It was like, right. um, like, oh, you know, guess who came out to their parents this week, kind right. of thing. Right. right.
4: right.
0: And whose well, parents again?
1: Or whose parents are gay? Yeah. And in their high school, there were a lot of same-sex parents. Right. So it's um, uh, you know, so you know, these things were not taboo topics in our house. Um, so it was, and then, and then when they started coming home. My son came home his first year of college with his freshman girlfriend, who thankfully didn't work out. Um, <laughs> you know, he asked if she could sleep in his room, and we said, sure. And then when our daughter came home with a boyfriend, she asked where he's going to sleep, and we we with a very straight face said, oh, in the guest room.
3: <laughs> no wonder and, she's a prude. You you did it to now, her. And we just said, just kidding. <laughs> he's sleeping in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: you know, so these, so I think if it came out to them or they discovered it, I don't know if they would freak, but they would find it, you know, suddenly they have to think of their parents as sexual beings. Right. right.
0: <laughs> Which never think of parents that way. But with us, they have met one or two of our lifestyle friends. That's yes. what I was going to ask. Yeah. Who is that? Like, where do you know them from? And I said, oh, oh, you know, your father knows him from work. You know, he's our accountant, you know, an accountant friend of his. So we've, we've, we became friends with a lot of people through work.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I, that, that becomes a little tricky when they know all your friends and all of a sudden, and when now I'm, I tell my daughter we're going out, and I said, we made, you know, we have we're going out to dinner with friends. She goes, oh, that's so nice, you made friends. <laughs>
1: I did. So I, I, <laughs> I, was tempted, I was tempted to say, really pushing the envelope here, yeah, we met them online. Yeah, right. so, but we but now, but now they're to the point where, you know, they don't ask, oh, where do you know them from? And, right. you know, things like that. So, you know, she'll sometimes, we're going out Saturday night, it's, you know, we're heading over the track, and she'll call, we're in the car, oh, where are you? Where are you going? And I keep going, tell her we're going to a sex club. You right. know, it's like. <laughs>
0: So we're going out. You know? we don't have to know where we're going. We don't ask you where you're going,
1: right? Well, she doesn't ask anymore. And they're used right. to us. And they've always, you know, even when they were teenagers, us going out and coming home very late, right? So, um, it wasn't, you know. So that's not weird for them. Like, yeah.
3: So I, I was, I was curious. Backing up uh, again, when when you made the transition from sort of being exclusive with a couple mm-hmm. to now there's all these other couples, potentially other couples or other people being introduced. Was there between the two of you the discussion around your your safety and your health about making that transition? Because I I would imagine for the first twenty years it was a fairly closed system and the risk sure. is somewhat low. It was very closed and there was no penis and vagina sex. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yep. Um. So so there was never you know a discussion of condoms or things like that we always use condoms um but we also have a kind of a semi steady girlfriend on top of everything i mean it's not it's, it's not like developed. it's just developed over the last few months mm-hmm. uh, it, it's she was half of a couple that we were good friends with and played with and they broke up and got a very fast divorce um so you know when i don't know if you have friends who've gone through divorces but like you know mm-hmm. they you know, one gets the dog, one gets the house, one gets the friends, yep. one's yeah. child, you know, right. kind of thing. So we
4: got her as a friend. <laughs> we got her as
1: a friend. And even though it was a very fast divorce, and we really liked her, and Donna and she are a bit of a number. So we were very supportive of her through the divorce. And their divorce went very quickly because they have grown kids. So there wasn't custody issues and there wasn't a lot of assets and things like that. And, um, and in Florida, like we learned is a no-fault uh, divorce state, so you can you don't even need a lawyer; you can just go and file the papers. Okay.
0: But you're digressing.
1: Yeah, but anyway. So. Um,
0: <laughs> Got to keep him <them> on track. <laughs> Basically, what he's trying to say. Is, so with her, we don't use a condom because with her, the only person she was ever with, for like the thirty odd years she was married, was with husband. Okay. And when she did, when they did play a little bit, she always used condoms.
1: So uh, okay. we've sort of broken our rule and the and she's a, she's a little bit younger than us. they, they got married they were very young and she was very young she was in college so um, and we had that discussion with her um, she was spending a lot of time with us I mean she comes for weekends and just you know hangs out with us so uh, Donna and I talked about it before and then we brought it up to her and she needed to think about it and then kind of went for it Right, Right. so she's she's the only one that we don't use condoms, but everyone else, even though we're good friends, we use condoms.
4: Right,
0: and what Alex does a lot, what sometimes drives me nuts, is after we've been with a couple for the evening, on the drive home, he dissects it.
3: (laughs) I didn't get get that at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's just my training. (laughs)
0: and say you know what was your well, we got this term like what's your snapshot and i really enjoyed this and i really enjoyed that and we'll we'll pull it apart you know re- less for me than than for him but um but we've always we ha- always had the good communication except for those few times we what the sure. we, we've gone with. but for the most part we always play in the same room um we just I want to I want to know who he's with he wants you know mm-hmm. to sing sing each other with somebody mm-hmm. um, and um so we we never really we you know we always said we would...
1: and and we and we go routinely yeah. for STI testing yeah. um and uh we um we're actually transitioning between primary care doctors now but the, the doc we're leaving um we were out to um I think he had a hard time processing it yeah. I think he found the idea a little weird, but we were out to him because um, I thought it's important that he knew. And then also when we get blood work done, he just now, re- he would routinely order right. STI panels. So at least once a right. year, the, the insurance company paid for it instead right. of us. Yeah. And, uh, right. oh, oh, he tested and um, you know, get, you know, a full panel for STI. So. Right. right. Just, yeah. right. Awesome. Well,
2: yeah.
4: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. I think there's uh friends of ours in Florida were just telling us too there's a place that you can get uh free testing done as well. I need to look up the name of it. It's
3: the website was freestdcheck.org, I believe. So we'll we'll put the link in the show notes and that's something we actually wanted to mention. Is it's a pretty cool resource. It's uh, there's some in Florida and they're in like maybe fifteen other states. Yeah, it's like
2: scattered around the country, yeah. but they're not everywhere, just some certain places. So.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah I, some people, you know, probably don't get tested as much as they should, um, because of the cost. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah it can be yeah. very expensive.
3: <laughs> it can oh. be some places could be very, very expensive. Right, and
1: or
0: they don't want to talk to their doctors
4: together. Yes.
3: Yeah, is is that a conversation that you two have on the regular with the couples that you're meeting, like whether it's at the club or if you meet them online? Are you, have you found it? Easy enough to bring that conversation up, like, hey, when when were you tested? We were tested this time, or is it? I ask directly, but
1: we'll kind of sometimes work it into conversation about getting tested, and you know, kind of ferret it out. But even if, look, you know, your tests, if you're assuming all your tests are negative, you're only negative on the day they drew the blood. Yeah, sure. So you meet them two weeks later. You know, they could be carrying something.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, right. you know, I mean, you want you want people to be tested. You want them to test negative, but you're still going to wear a condom, right. um, and right. you know, use some protection depending
3: upon what your comfort level is. Right. Yep. and um, and you're also assuming some inherent risk that even those methods aren't aren't foolproof. Right. 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 Yes,
4: and that's a danger of
3: And also for oral sex, you know, we're not, you know.
1: We're not using condoms. We're not using dental dams or things like that. So, you know, there's a certain risk of transmission of things just through whole sex. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> a lot of people don't think about, but it, there is a risk to it. So it's, um, you know, everyone has to manage risk to the level they're comfortable with.
0: Right. Yeah. That's one yeah. point. We're not in the lifestyle, although we did meet
1: at Desire. We that- we met. Uh, we met a physician who, um, who should did, not have been in the lifestyle. Who should not have been in the lifestyle. He was like, like touchy phobic, you know. Wow. But I think, That's- so I think he was sorry afterwards that he spent time talking to me because there were too many touch points in our lives. We knew too, way too many people in common. Sure. <laughs> he, he was at an institution where I trained. Okay. So, um, it, it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we were introduced by another doctor from Chicago who said to me, hey, Alex, you really got to meet this guy. You have stuff in common. And it was like, well, that
3: was way too much stuff in common. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it was a lot. Well, you know, along those lines of weird things happening, is there maybe a... a That's what I was
2: going to say. Blooper.
3: Blooper time. (laughs) Like, what something that's happened in the last four or five years or even in the last 20 of whether it's happened to you or because of you, not that we've ever caused a blooper, but Emma has. And then, yeah, Yeah. if there's something, (laughs) something, (laughs) something funny that's happened to kind of show the lighter side of it and that we're not all perfect and flawless.
1: So I heard someone talking at the bar, at the pool bar at Pearl. And I heard something from, uh, came up that, you know, kind of, you know, my, my radar went, went on, you know, search mode now. And it was, there was an industry term he used. And I turned around, I introduced myself, and I said, I didn't mean to be eavesdropping, but I heard that you, you, you do this and this. He goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, what do you do? And I told him, and I said, so who do you work for? He goes, well, find no one you ever heard of. And I said, try me. he gave me the name of the company. And I said, oh, I'm having lunch with one of your directors next week. <laughs> and he turned white. He goes, you're not going to tell him where we met. I said, what, you fucking crazy? <laughs> so anyway and he's become a good friend of ours with his wife um and we we met at desire about a year and a half ago and hung out with him and his and his newly they were newlyweds for you know four or five days and and i'm in touch with him all the time and it's like we text each other and we talk once in a while so that you know that was a funny there was another time
0: well there was one woman um yeah and she said where are you from we told where she's from oh she goes do you know we said yeah she goes well he's my cousin we're like okay, well, she goes, you're not going to tell him he matters. I like, know. <laughs> and it wasn't like
1: he was a good friend, but he was a social friend. And I right. see him from time to time.
0: Right. And, and he's Mr. Straight Arrow. He's yeah. A he's a Southern a gentleman from Memphis.
1: Straight, yeah. straight arrow. Yeah. And every right. time I see him to this day, and it's four or five years, I just like, him. <laughs> oh. I go, Hey, I know you're a cousin
3: blank. And right. but I never do that. But, yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. No, yeah, I think funny. I think that's the uh, mutually assured destruction that, yeah, that we exactly. all signed yeah. up
1: for. Like, yeah. and, and then, you know, there's been things like, you know, you're going hot and heavy and then you can't get it up. Um, like a little bit too much Tito's. <laughs> um, and it's... I But I can't really think of anything.
4: Yeah, but the only bloopers
0: have been like, there are a couple of people I've, I've blacked out because they were just like, why did we, why were we with them?
3: Right. Yeah. Sure. It just didn't work <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, is
2: yeah, no, that that's worked.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. Is there is there anything else? I guess is there anything else you wanted to ask? I was Ms. gonna Emma? say the same thing. Well, then do it. I'll stop <laughs> yeah. interrupting
2: you. Is there anything else you would like to share?
3: Um, I just think the, the
1: age thing. It's like, you know, I know I know there's a lot of younger people in the lifestyle. I, I'm amazed at how many like, you know, twenty something year olds there are, and I'm not I'm not sure you know, thinking back to the way I was when I was in my 20s, that I would have been, even if I was in a steady relationship or married, I'm not sure I could have emotionally or intellectually handled being in lifestyle. So I'm kind of amazed that some of these young people are, are in it. And I think it's the comfort level, being comfortable with yourself and with your spouse or your partner comes with, I think, age. So... You know, you meet a lot, we meet a lot of people in their 40s and up. You know, people in their 50s shouldn't think, well, the sands has run through the, the the egg timer and they're done. It's it's not that at all. Yeah. You know, life begins mm-hmm. to
0: get it, you know. Begins at 40, begins at 50, begins at 60. <laughs> yeah, you're just constantly learning
2: more about yourself and your partner and life right. in general. Right.
1: Exactly. And, then, and then the other thing is, is that, uh, and people say this all the time, it's, um, you know, Life really took off for us once the kids went off to college. So they, well, were,
0: they used to go away to summer camps, and we always had our two months to the mm-hmm.
1: house. So six weeks so six in the summer, weeks to, weeks summer, to, summer to, ourselves. to
0: ourselves. But when they went, both went off to college, it was like, like
1: okay. party time. And <laughs> we, we know people who, when suddenly the nest is empty, now suddenly have a hard time because the glue that held them together were one of the major components that held the relationship together with the kids. And now suddenly, like, Okay, hey, this is real life. Like, what yeah. are we gonna? Do? You know, we're not shoveling kids around to a game. We're not going to a tournament. Well, you know, then you get into the lifestyle
0: event. and make new friends. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. But
1: like, like people who are having issues at that point, thinking the lifestyle is going to help them,
3: or
0: that's when you get trauma.
3: That, the, yeah, that's when you get trauma. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's exciting for us and encouraging to see that that you two have survived the empty nest transition with with flying colors and and that we have at least, well, 28 years for Emma, at least <laughs> 29 for me to go. So we're excited yeah, for that. Your
2: birthday's coming up.
3: But it's not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys find yourself back down in
1: South Florida, um, yeah, let us know. just let
4: us know.
2: Yeah, yeah we definitely well. will. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Like It's been a very, I guess, awesome conversation. And we love when people are so vulnerable with us and just tell us all their this story so
3: and then we'll do it again when you're 70 and then we'll show people that (laughs) that that we weren't bullshitting okay that's
1: a deal all right yeah
3: that sounds like a plan well it's a date we set our timers and 10 years and we will we will chat soon so have a a wonderful floridian evening
2: yeah thanks again
3: (laughs) all right we're back we're
2: still, still in the still in the closet.
3: But we're also wearing the panda hats,
2: <laughs> which is why our voices might be muffled.
3: It's actually really fun. <laughs> we'll take a picture. <laughs> so thank you again, thank you again to our amazing hosts for letting us use their closet to record and letting us wear their panda hats. Yeah, these are ridiculous. And for taking us to all the amazing places in Atlanta, we had a blast. Yes. Thank you to Alex and Donna for dealing with this bullshit. Um, Sorry, sorry guys. We didn't know we'd be finding panda heads in a closet. Actually, probably going to take this home. (laughs) So thank you to them for sharing their story. It was awesome. We really appreciate it. And, yeah, we're super excited for what the next 25 to 30 years brings for us because... We'll be sixty eventually. Yes. Don't. Why are you talking through the eye? It's so
2: muffled. I'm it's not to.
3: muffled. If you, uh, you can't talk Fine. through the eye.
2: I'll, t- I'll talk through the mouth.
3: <laughs> so this is a disaster. Hey, get it together. Next week. We've got this. is very serious. Next week we have uh, an interview with some new bloggers, the Swinging Cajuns. They, they're, they're awesome. They're awesome. Their story is awesome, and we're not going to tell you much other than there is a huge, a huge twist. Yes. A surprise. So tune
2: in, in next week, please. It's awesome, but you got to wait one more week for that.
3: And in the meantime, if you're looking to meet some other people. We recommend you look at episode fifty-eight. Listen to the episode because we interview Nami and Bruce, who are the founders of the new app Polyfinda.
2: Polyfinda,
3: sorry, Polyfinda, as it's pronounced here on the show.
2: I'm crying. I was laughing so hard.
3: Yeah, well, don't get their masks wet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're done. Yes, I we'll think see we're everybody done. in a week, and uh, we'll post this
2: ridiculous picture in our show notes and probably on Twitter. <laughs>
3: All right. Bye, guys.
2: Bye.